um, we've gone through difficult things in life and we've done it together. Okay. And um, I mean, even even right now, like, <laughs> you wouldn't know like all the stuff that we're even going through now. Like, this just... Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Tamia Lewis. Today is February 4th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, Heavenly Bee presents part two of our two-part interview with a young married couple of Prince George's County. If you haven't heard the first segment, you may want to go back and catch that interview first. Sometimes only married people understand what marriage is really like. If you want to hear how struggles can be overcome with a built-in team, catch it here with our Prince Georgians of the day, David and Janelle Smalls. For this season, we're focusing on all that makes Prince George's County a great place to find love, show love, and be in love. We're telling the whole story of love and relationships in Prince George's County. Stay tuned after the weather to hear more. In today's weather, rain brings a high temperature of 64 degrees. This afternoon, the chance of rain increases again to around 60%. Our low tonight will stay in the mid-40s with continued spotty showers. Tomorrow, our high will only reach the mid-40s and will drop down into the 30s with a nearly 100% chance of rain. According to the National Weather Service, our sunrise was at 710 and our sunset will be at 530 for Prince George's County. That's the weather for today, February 4th, 2020. Stay with us for today's episode on the season of love. We will bring news from the desk of Lillian Torres. Immediately following today's news headlines, our own Mo Digga brings our next installment, Black History Moments. You'll definitely want to hear more of this. Right now, let's hear from our Prince Georgians of the day, Janelle and David Smalls with Heavenly Bee. Now that we finished talking about butterflies and sugar plums. Oh Lord. Let's get to <laughs> the stuff that people really want to know. Okay. And that is about how you overcome difficult times. I'm going to let each of you tell me what one of the most difficult times in your marriage has been mm-hmm. and how you overcome it. Just one from each of y'all. This is interesting um, because I think w- when we think of, and it's funny because it's like we, we think a lot about these things together. Um, when I think of difficult times in our marriage, I don't think of our actual marriage having difficult times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone through difficult things in life and we've done it together. Okay. And um, I mean, even, even right now, like... <laughs> You wouldn't know like all the stuff that we're even going through now. Like you know this, some just, of it, heavenly. I mean, yeah, you know some of it, but um, you know, not not to be boring or anything, but um, yeah, those God times is, though. How do you walk through those times? Because God, I, mm-hmm. God, every time, every single time, we have to pray together. We we talk about. We have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say David is an amazing communicator. Like his communication skills are just, you know, superior. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when things are tough and we need to talk about certain things, like there may be a time here or there, like where I may rub him the wrong way or vice versa, and maybe I don't talk about it for a couple of hours. But a couple of hours later, I might be like, you know, I was I was a little annoyed mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. and then we just talk about it, and it's over. Right, you know. Um, that has been the center. God has been the center of our relationship and our intention is always to communicate. Mm 
Yeah. And because of that, we've never had an argument in the shoot. How long we've been together? Ten years now. Ten years we've been together. We've never had an argument. Not even while dating. Yeah. Um. And so it's it's really like I mean we've been through tough times, but I don't know if we've. You've been through tough times of life together, together, like you said, but not right. tough times with each other. I mean, and I think that's that's an important thing to um to discuss as well because at least in my mind, I I do not think that everybody's marriage is tumultuous. So you're not right. going to always have to go head to head with each other, but even going through tough times in life can bring out ugly things in you or things that you didn't even know still existed within mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I I know through going through some of the tough times that we've had um it it's made me personally be more self-reflective. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's been times where I've had to I've had to talk to him, cry on his shoulder, you know, and say, you know, I didn't even realize any of that was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, can you pray for me about that? And you know, just be patient with me, you know, concerning, you know, this that and that and, you know, whatnot. So, um, but through all of it, it's, it's only made us stronger. Yeah. You know, it's only strengthened our marriage and our relationship. Um, yeah. Yeah. From your so perspective. For me, the toughest time that I can say, I mean, still wasn't between us per se, but we had our, our first child, we had a miscarriage. Yeah. And that situation the entire the way it all played out we had about maybe it was about maybe two weeks a week or two straight of you going in and out of the hospital Mm -hmm. um and i mean like every time we turn around i'm going taking her to the hospital and we're not sure what's going on because we were hearing so many different things from the doctor and at one point they were saying that the baby was growing and every time we would go they said the baby is this old and that things are doing whatever and then the last time we went and got the sonogram and well, the first time we had one, we heard the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, we're, we're parents, hooray. We started going and dealing with all this stuff. And then the last sonogram that we went to, they were just taking a bunch of pictures and nobody was saying anything. Nobody mm-hmm. was saying, hey, this is the heart. This is how they didn't say anything. And so when the lady gave us the pictures, well, she actually took the pictures, I think, to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And the doctor comes in and says that, you know, the baby didn't make it and we're like every single time we've been coming in they've been saying that it's growing mm-hmm. you know this that and the yeah. third and in the meantime she was going through a lot of other things because we were trying to figure out what was going on we were still going back and forth to right. the hospital so that process was interesting and within about a week's time because of the, some of the things that she was going through the doctor was like we have to you you're not gonna I think you had got the was it the uh, DNC, DNC. Mm-hmm. and when we went to go to one doctor this lady when I tell you I have never been so angry at one point and then this she was like okay well what are we gonna do with it mm-hmm. and I was like I'm sorry it. and it mm-hmm. that's my child I don't know what boy girl doesn't matter I'm their father I'm like you don't say that to people going through that so we left yeah. her and went somewhere else and they were a lot more gentle and all that compassion and we get the procedure done and we finally had not had to go back and forth to the hospital but we were at the house one day and i was we were upstairs chilling and i asked her if she wanted to get some tea or wanted some tea because you know we're still just Mm -hmm. we haven't even processed it really at this point Mm -hmm. so i go downstairs to make some tea and 
I'm fixing the tea and all of a sudden in my ear, I hear the heartbeat from the mm -hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, I haven't cried like that in a long time. Like that was the first time I actually was allowed to grieve as well because we were doing so much running around and trying yeah. to make decision after decision. I came back upstairs a wreck. We finally got to grieve together. And it was just like, this is this is really hard. Like, but we could only uphold each other. Like it was one of those things where it's just like we came to each other for strength because it was available. Like I knew I could go to her and it wouldn't be like, well, why are you crying? Right. She would understand. She would understand. She and then I'm like, you know, I didn't have that mentality of, well, I'm supposed to be the strong. I'm like, listen, I heard the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I, I can't get over it. I can't get that out of my head. Like, I don't know what that child was going to become, but I was proud to be a dad already. Oh. So I'm like, my baby's in heaven. I don't know, boy, girl, indifferent. I was proud to be your dad. And now I can't do anything. Like, that was rough. So we fast forward maybe a, maybe a year later. We were at a conference with our friend Richard Davis. And uh, mm -hmm. we were fresh off of not, you know, kind of going through this whole process and during the middle of the conference, praying and everything. And God speaks to me and is like, don't worry, the next one won't be a miscarriage. And I was like, okay. So I've relayed the message to my wife because I'm like, you know, as women, I can only imagine the kind of thoughts and things that were going through her head mm -hmm. about oh my God, can I have one? We finally waited to do it the right way and now this happened. Like, I don't know. But I told her that and lo and behold, we had our firstborn a few months after that. We we got, yeah, we conceived. Conceived not too long not after long that. After, yeah. And we waited to tell a lot of people until we got past the same stage where the yeah. first baby passed. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh no, this is real. We about to be parents again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... Now we have been blessed to have two children. Now y'all mm -hmm. two baby yeah. twins. Two, two and done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was about to, you know I was about to ask. Because I'm going to go ahead and shut this down now, two yeah. and done. Because I was We're on done. my way to ask if it was going to be another one. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, your, you guys' story has been beautiful and uh, very much so inspiring. I just want to close this off with one last question to each of you. And that would be... How has David brought the best out of you, Janelle? Mm -hmm. And David, how has Janelle brought the best out of you? Um, the first thought that comes to mind. David has taught me to be a better servant. Mm. Because David is always, he is always a servant. He is serving others before himself at all times. And he's selfless. And so he, he he's made me be less selfless and more um, servant-minded. And that's that, that's literally the first thing that, you know, I see him doing things and I'm like, oh, I, should, I should be doing that too. <laughs> you, know? But, you know, sometimes some of the things that I do is because I see him serving all the time, you know, yeah. and it make, he, makes, he makes me more thoughtful now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love it. That's beautiful. And David, the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, she she helps me to dream mm -hmm. um, because, of course, she's my dream come true. But when you fulfill a dream, it usually opens up the door for other dreams. And it's like, yes, I always wanted to have a family. And thankfully, I have that. But that's not the end of my story. Like, there's so much more that I'm supposed to be doing. And when I watch her, like, my wife has a dream every five minutes. She's like, you know what? I think I should do this. I should think I, I should do that. Ooh, it would be nice if we did that. And I'm like, 
I can't keep up, but that's cool. I can try. I can chase. I can pursue because I want to give my children the example that your parents can be in love. They can love you. They can take care of you, but they can also enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something that everybody can say. A lot of couples don't enjoy life. And I never got married just to say I wanted to be married. I wanted to be in a thriving relationship. And so she keeps me creative. My wife is one of the most creative people I've ever met. And I love it. Like, I love it. But there you guys have it. Love is in the air. Um, thank you guys for coming out and sharing with the PG Daily Love Uncut Edition. It's been your girl, Heavenly B, signing off until tomorrow. Good day. George's County, I am Lillian Torres, and here is the latest news for today. Tiffany Green will be the first woman to lead the Prince George's County Fire Department. Her career dates back to 1999 when she volunteered at the Oxen Hill Fire Station. She is a Prince George's native. A 17-year-old boy who was charged with killing a woman in her home in Lanham, Maryland, confessed to authorities to stabbing the woman and then hiding her body in his room, court documents show. Marcos Reyes Moreno is accused of stabbing Blanca Aguilar, Prince George's County Police said. Aguilar was 49 years old and from El Salvador. She had been suffering from a brain tumor. During an interrogation, Reyes Miranda waived his Miranda rights and confessed stabbing Aguilar after an argument that turned into a physical confrontation. He then hid her body in his room to hide evidence of the crime, court documents say. Reyes Moreno was charged as an adult with murder. He's being held without bond and has admitted his involvement in the fatal stabbing, police said. And for our last story, firefighters and rescue units in Greenbelt, Maryland had to help two boys that were found unconscious in a pool with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. According to fire officials, the boys were found around 8 p.m. in the 6300 block of Golden Triangle Drive. Officials did not say who found the boys and didn't give further information about the boys' injuries. While the exact location is not known, the area provided by officials is between three hotels. One of these could possibly be the location of this pool rescue, but this has not been confirmed. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. Hey guys, it's your girl Mo Diggs and I'm here with your daily Black History Moment. By the early 1970s, the advances of the civil rights movement had combined with the rise of the feminist movement to create an African-American women's movement. There can't be liberation for half a race, declared Margaret Sloan, one of the women behind the National Black Feminist Organization founded in 1973. But today, we're talking about Shirley Chisholm. A year earlier, Representative Shirley Chisholm of New York became a national symbol of both movements as the first major party African-American candidate and the first female candidate for president of the United States. Chisholm became the first black woman in Congress in 1968. 
when she was elected to the House from her Brooklyn district. Though she failed to win a primary, Chisholm received more than 150 votes at the Democratic National Convention. She claimed she never expected to win the nomination. It went to George McGovern, who then lost to Richard Nixon in the general election. The outspoken Chisholm, who attracted little support among African-American men during her presidential campaign, later told the press, I've always met more discrimination being a woman than being black. When I ran for Congress and when I ran for president, I met more discrimination as a woman than for being black. Men are men. She went against all odds and she kept her chin up high. Thank you for fighting for black women, Shirley Chisholm. That's it for your Black History Moment of today. Bye, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.